welcome to this special Valentine's weekend episode of The Author's Journey. This is your boy, Gary Khan, chronicling the authentic author's experience. And this episode is all about love. Okay, well, who's been in love? Um, I hope everyone says they have, because what a great experience it is. What a great experience. Um, And I'm not talking about puppy love. I'm not talking about infatuation. I'm not talking about lust. I'm talking about knees weak, arms are heavy, vomit on your sweater already, mom's spaghetti kind of love. That real shit. Right, but uh, not to... Uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves let's uh take a breath (sighs) and get into it before we start a little bit about me last week i uh interviewed one of my oldest friends marco king if you haven't heard that uh, episode definitely check it out it's well worth the wait it's well worth it right so Let's look at my authentic author's journey and look, I'll probably be releasing a little bit of a tidbit here and there over over each of the each one of these episodes. So hang in there. Uh, you'll get to know me quite well. But um, let's look at uh, a few questions that I posed myself uh, in true psychopathic fashion. Yeah, so the first question, of course, is how did I start my author's journey? Uh, The first time that I can remember actually writing was around about the age of four. What I had done was impressively drafted a short story that was the length of about a page. And what I had done was written a story about Mr. Brown and I brought that story home very proud of myself not having known what I'd done, but um, I gave it to my mom as a gift from from me. Uh, she read the story, and I can't remember what it was about. You'll have to uh, ask her. I'll get her on an interview in one of the podcasts. She's an hilarious woman. I think everyone would love to hear from her. But she burst out laughing. And it was that sense of sheer enjoyment that I had given my mother that made me think, okay, hey, this is something that I might want to do. I love, love seeing her laugh. In any case, um, what had happened was as a child growing up at school with friends, with cousins and other family members, I found myself always in situations conveying a story. And the more I told stories, the more infatuated people became with the stories I was telling. And it wasn't necessarily any lies or anything like that. I was literally restating what was happening in my life. I would talk about the girls that I was uh, crushing on, how they broke my heart. I would be talking about the bullies at school. Um, because you know all us nerds got bullied at school at one point in time until we outgrew the bullies whatever it was um man i was in the boy scouts and that generated a lot of stories because uh often at parties that happened on the weekend when we were out on scout camps people wanted to know hey where were you and i was saying 
while I was uh, rocking a tiny khaki shorts um, and a hard hat halfway up the up a tree in the bush somewhere and people were like what were you doing there didn't you know that this girl was at the party well, yeah I was uh, I had an interesting childhood let's 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 leave it at that but really just recanting um, all manner of stories as I as I grew up and I hope to share some of those stories with you on um, on uh, this podcast uh, that's a spooky concept for me um, because a lot of the stories are self-deprecating but hey it's 2020 man it's time to get into the flow of things yeah so I mean that's how I got my start and that's how I continue to find my passion on a regular basis I can tell you this right now I love storytelling in whichever medium it is that I'm telling the story um, so I'm so excited to be out here with you guys sharing the podcast talking about it oh man very exciting for me very exciting but okay okay settle down settle down so what are my influences um you know where do i derive uh, my my creativity for my writing easy it's all the other stories in all the other formats what am i talking about movies series books those are the things that I turn to. That's what I do to relax. I am constantly reading, constantly watching something. It is just what I do. Um, and I love getting absorbed into a really thick tale. So some of my movies, all-time favorites, The Matrix. Uh, need I say more? No explanation required. What else? Uh, Sin City really rocked my world in terms of the storytelling but uh interestingly enough it wasn't um, wasn't that difficult to watch jessica alba um rocking those uh stripper stripper outfits um and anyone who's watched sin city knows what i'm talking about and uh, then just mind-blowing movies um i think of inception fantastic movie played with the mind played with different concepts christopher nolan did a great job there and um, something that i have to have to mention is comet man this movie is in my mind one of the all-time most romantic movies brilliant storytelling brilliant acting if you haven't seen it check it out uh, what a great movie to netflix and chill to tonight with a special someone just saying okay yeah um series man i love house house was fantastic what great storytelling what great characters house is so deeply complex and rich uh, anyone wanting to write can learn a lot about um, studying the character of house i'm talking about friday night lights great drama they just move the story along they just get you straight into the world all you want to do is watch another episode and another episode and uh, one of the other ones on my list is fringe fringe man they turned up the ante at the end of season one and kept doing that all the way through to season five fantastic and look I have to mention something here, very controversial, because people who are fans are real diehard fans, and people who are not are real haters. 
but I love Lost. Whoa, man, plane crashes on island, people have other people that they're fighting and battling, there's mysteries, you get flashbacks. Wow, 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 wow. Come on. And I must say, I thought the ending was amazing, but uh, apparently the forums hate that shit. So I don't know. You watch it and you decide. Uh, <laughs> might as well hit some comments up. Let's 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 hear what influenced you in terms of series and movies. But anyway, I'm moving on to books. Books that rocked my world. I've I've got to do the cliche thing. Harry Potter. Come on, guys. It was a fantastic story. Who didn't love? old Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings Ooh, another great fantasy epic Wheel of Time if we're talking about fantasy adventure epics you have to mention Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time is probably the most comprehensive series of all time my ultimate favorite I love it man you have magic pirates wars different nations need I say more um his dark materials man uh Pullman does some magic um in his character descriptions in the way he describes his settings the way he drives the plot forward he created a really unique story I enjoyed his dark materials thoroughly I think that last book lost the plot towards the end there uh, but hey um no, no one's perfect. Inheritance Cycle. Christopher Paulini. Fantastic. Fantastic. Who doesn't love magic? Who doesn't love dragons? If you're a fantasy fan, as you know and will come to find out, I definitely am. You're going to love that one. So rich. Great world. Great concepts. Very original. Yeah, so I mean, watching those kinds of movie series, reading these kinds of books, becoming immersed in the worlds just inspired me to want to create worlds and characters and settings and plots, um, if not equal, better than those. And that's why I began to write and tell my stories and share different ideas. And often my brother and I would sit in the car on long drives, hashing out the ideas for our next book. He's a wannabe writer and maybe one day I'll get him on the interview as well. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Hmm. <laughs> I'll kid him in. All right. Yeah. So, so that was those are those are the things that influence me. I'm sure there's a lot of things that influence you. I'll tell you what. Hit me up on the socials. Tell me what influences you. Hey, it could be your life. That's cool too. No hating. But anyway, um, that's not why you were listening to this Valentine's Day special. This one's all about love. So where's the love, bro? Right? Don't worry, we're getting into it. Okay. Where better to begin with love than to jump into love interests? Man, oh man. Um, so how does one write an authentic love interest? That's a good question. I often hear that discussed in these writing workshops with other writers, you know, like, does my love interest come across as cliche? Am I conforming to the, the male gaze? You know, am I really creating a real authentic woman? Or am I creating one of these plastic hunks in, 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 in my books? Uh, yeah, good question, right? Authentic love interest. Guy or girl, 
very important. All right. So let me tell you what I do and uh, what I've seen and, and uh, maybe glean some some glean from my past. Yeah. So um, first things first, I make a list of all the people who I have loved. Now you could do the same thing, girls or guys. That's that's all you. No judgments here. No judgments here. But um, you know, from my side, I've made a list of a few ladies um, that I've loved over the years. And what I try to do is create a collage of all of them, their physical traits, their characteristics. And I use that to build a shell of a character that I'm trying to look at. And when I say it's a shell, let's say I take um, I take the blonde hair from one girl in particular. I take the blue eyes from another. I take the body type, the personality, the voice of another, and I merge them into one and I brainstorm names that really resonate with me, that try to send a message. I, I look for the poetry in words often. So I'm, I'm really trying to find um, the kind of the kind of names that sing off the page. You know what I mean? Um, and something that really fits the character that I'm trying to embody. Often you won't know who the person is until you really get the name. You go... Da, 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 da. Katie, Catherine, Katrina. Oh, hey, Katrina, Katrina. That name resonates with me. Um, and that's exactly how I found Katrina Derringer from The Coward, my latest debut book. Um, and that is not a shout out to myself at all. Um, if you're interested, grab it. It's on Amazon, Goodreads, Barnes & Noble, wherever it's all over the place. But if not, that's fair enough too. I'm just telling you, when I met Katrina in my mind, it was a match made in heaven. I was thinking perfect, perfect name for the character. I was thinking Katrina sounds fierce. I thought she was fierce. Um, Katrina has a sense of a princessiness. There's an independence. If I think of Katrinas that I know, or Katrina's that I've come across in stories. That's just what comes across. I loved it. Um, so you grab the shell, assign the shell a name. Now what happens next? Right. So I add color because right now we've just got an empty shell. It's like one of those kids uh, coloring books. You've got the outline, but it's all black and white. And you need to take your crayons and fill in the blanks. Add the color. Just like that. Right to left. And that's what I do. So how I add color is I've got a few things that I always use. These things work for me every time. I find paradoxes. I find contrasts. And I find secrets. Nothing will make your character richer than to give them a secret. I'll start from the back and work my way to the front. Secrets. Let's take um, Katrina, for example. Um, everyone will know from reading the book that Katrina is um, very much a princessy princess um, kind of character. Right, but what they don't know is that Katrina secretly 
does want to be a princess and always has been and why that's such a secret is that her friends and family are shocked when she effectively becomes one no spoiler alerts there um you found out very early that she is um what a strange thing because here's this fiercely independent rage against the man um activist kind of lady um in a medieval setting which is a contrast because ladies were prim and proper so she wasn't behaving very well she's extremely attractive um she's um the beauty of the village you know all the boys um you know uh, come come to come to the yard for her milkshakes if i put it in that uh, in that context but here's this fiercely independent beautiful rebellious woman that now conforms to the the royal court structure of things how weird so there's a secret there's a contrast and a paradox um geez yeah putting myself on the spot here i don't think i allocated any paradoxes to katrina um unless i consider the paradox of her love relationship to 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 talon uh, but i'd have to tell you about that in other episodes you need to read the book we need to read the book kids all right all right all right you convince me you you twisted my rubber my rubber arm all right so so the paradox there is um katrina loves talon but she loves him in a dual capacity she actually does love him romantically but i don't think that she'd ever allow herself to pursue that version of reality because it doesn't align to her secret ambition which is to actually be princess and queen and whatever else eventually you see the contrast there you see the secrets you see the paradox she loves this person and loves that person in a way she could never love anyone else because of where they came from they share the roots but her ambition pulls her to love someone else equally but very differently um and that's prince calrin from the book you understand the characters if you read it another shout out to myself you got to do it yeah so i think i think you can already see by me explaining those three things about katrina you thinking hmm this this young lady sounds interesting i wonder what she's going to do how are these secrets or the contrast and the paradox is going to affect what we hear and hear about him hmm. very interesting enough and i mean you keep doing that and adding the color and you find you have some amazing content that you can go through and work with those are the raw materials you still got to flesh it out there's no escaping the hard work you got to get into it but as promised i'll tell you a story so who were the kaleidoscope of women the collage actually what is a kaleidoscope what am i saying man all right the kaleidoscope slash collage of women that i used i won't use any real names so i'm going to go with um ann vivian mary and taren these are not women that i know people i've used random names 
because I don't want my ass to get sued. Right? No defamation of character cases here, son. All right, so let's start with Anne. Anne was a beautiful blonde girl in grade three. Don't worry, I was in grade three too. Okay. Um, and I literally fell in love with this girl or infatuation or was crushing, whatever. Same thing. Whatevs. And um, I was pawning over her. And at that stage, that's when I first really came to know Marco King. Um, we became friends. And this girl went and asked him to be her girlfriend. His girlfriend. Her girlfriend. You know what I'm saying. Um, man, that broke my heart. The girl that I was into was suddenly into my best friend. Now, if that doesn't stir up creative juices, then I don't know what will. Very interesting. Any case, they dated for about a day or two and then broke up and he was just as devastated as I was. And uh, we bonded over that and, hey, we've been mates ever since. The guy was in my car last week talking a whole bunch of shit about taking drugs and writing. Jays. All right. Then we have Vivian. Vivian was a girl I met in high school. She started off as a strange loner from another land. And um, we really introduced ourselves in English class. And because we were so chatty, the teacher put us together and said, Oh, you guys love chatting so much. You guys can be the leads in the play we're doing. And what do you know? She was the Juliet to my Romeo. And um, we were basically reading the book out loud in class. And we were play all playing different characters. Um, and I was Romeo and she was Juliet. And man, we had a ball because we owned that shit. I think the teacher was thoroughly impressed with my uh, Shakespearean craft. Um but uh, too bad Vivian wasn't equally impressed with it. She super friend zoned me, guys. And anyone who's been super friend zoned would know exactly what I'm talking about. That shit is some old bullshit. But it did inspire the creative juices. I tell you what, go and get your ass rejected and go and get your ass rejected on a day like Valentine's Day and the creative juices will be flowing. Next we have Mary. Mary I met in university. Mary was the popular girl and I was the nerdy guy who finally broke out of his nerdy shell um, having experienced some heartbreaks and uh, hitting the streets hard trying to be a bad boy. Now this is a message to all my fellow good boys. Don't try to be bad. That shit doesn't work. Avoid it like the plague. Stick to your good boy shit. Read your good boy books. You know, if you if it's your thing, go to church. Stick to being a good boy, because nothing, nothing good comes out of being bad. Except a lot of bad shit. But anyway, um, I, uh, I, uh, I entered the dark side. And um, somehow caught the attention of young Mary. And um, became the guy that Mary was dating. It was a wild experience because all of a sudden girls I didn't know were paying attention to me because I was dating the popular girl. I always saw that type of uh, motif in uh, movies and series. I couldn't believe that that shit actually was real. So 
I guess those writers who wrote those things knew some shit that I didn't know. But very interesting. And then after that, oh man, I met Taryn. One of the loves of my life. And boy, was she a paradox and a contrast. Absolutely gorgeous girl. Absolutely um, pristine nails, hair, um, skin, you name it. But she was a total gangster. Now that sounds weird as hell. And don't worry, I was just as equally confused. Um, but hey, you, you, you get that kind of thing. She could rock um, a mini skirt in the club with high heels. And she could also rock the baggy jeans with sneakers and a hoodie. Man, man, contrasts, contrasts, right? Um, but uh, there's a kaleidoscope slash collage for the for the for the professors of English, which I am not. Um, you take it, own it, mix them together. Draw out qualities, accentuate them. You've got such a great wealth of knowledge in and of yourself to draw from that you can create the best love interest. So now the only thing that you need to go and do is get out there and write the damn thing. So I challenge you to write a fantastic scene with a great love interest. Use the techniques I've explained. Um... Hey man, if you have no person that you've ever been in love with, draw from my experiences. I've got four women to share. Um, that sounded so wrong. So wrong. Ladies, I apologize. Please don't sue me. Right. Get out there. Write the damn thing. Let's do it. Yeah, um, I don't want to overstay my welcome because there's a lot of couples who need to get out to Netflix and chilling, chilling. Um, there's people who need to get to their dates. If you're listening to this while going to the date, uh, good luck to you, sir. And good luck to you. <laughs> you're probably not going to get some. Um, but thank you very much for joining me on this second episode. Man, it is such a weird thing to be doing. But um, hey, much love, much respect. Have a very safe, in more ways than one, Valentine's Day, everybody. And uh, don't forget to keep writing. Cheers.